Welcome to Potadelphia. My name is Gene Zelak. You can find me at Producer Gene on Twitter. You can find the show at Potadelphia, also on Twitter. Welcome to a very special episode where I am joined by a very special guest tonight, uh, somebody who taught me everything I know about how to be a Philadelphia fan, and I think you're going to really enjoy the conversation that I had with my dad. I got my pop to come on and join me to do an interview, kind of a post Giants Eagles playoff preview and we end up just kind of talking about being a a Philadelphia sports fan uh what made him a Philadelphia sports fan what made him the rabid Eagles fan that he is and kind of uh by default what made me the Philadelphia sports fan that I am uh he he does call me out at one point during the interview you can uh listen for that and uh I think that you're going to be really entertained by a couple of his his stories from his youth, from his childhood. Uh, particularly, take take a listen to his story about uh, the Richie Ashburn game. I think that I may have replay or recanted that story uh, at one point on the show, but trust me, I don't do it the justice that he does in this episode. Sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with the original Gene Zelak. What was your? How was the Eagles game and Giants game for you yesterday? How did you experience the game yesterday? Uh, it's the typical Eagles season. We had you on the edge of your seat at least three quarters. Uh, they kept letting kept letting the Giants stay in the game. It's one of their um, faults for the season. They don't know how to get an early lead and. Uh, uh, push the other team so um no i mean like how, where did you watch the game where yeah like, where were, were you i had to work i i work at the little sisters of the poor so uh a couple of the uh elderly ladies enjoy football and have the game on so uh i would peek in their rooms and they'd give me the updates and uh we have also a uh, big screen tv in the lounge area, which we had on uh, last night. So so is it like one flew of the cuckoo's nest some nights where you'll go and reenact like great Eagles games from the past for them and they don't even realize that the TV's not on? <laughs> now, the, the, the ladies that are into the uh, football uh, are, are decent fans. They understand the game and, and uh, appreciate it, appreciate the that the season's going to continue for another week. So, all right, so we'll think about the, the, the season as a whole. We don't have to break down all the individual plays from yesterday. But, so, what was your level of excitement going into the game yesterday? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, I was kind of already in everything that happens next is gravy mode. The only thing I wanted was them to beat the Cowboys. So... Where were you? Were you like, if we don't make the playoffs, this is a whole, all of this is a waste, or where were you at? No, I, I, um, it was it, always enjoy the games. Um, I worried that the Eagles are always, will let you down. They have a tendency to let you down at home, uh, where, which of course this was up in New York. Uh, it was so appropriate that the at the same time the Cowboys were playing, uh, and they were uh, showing the score, and uh, uh, the Cowboys were uh, whipping up on the Redskins. Uh, but uh, I 
was was excited that the Eagles were in it. I didn't think they were going to going to win, but I go back and realize the injuries that we faced this year, and especially the last uh, two weeks. Losing our big tight end made a, a heck of a difference. So, you're a, you've got a medical background. Yeah. So, they're saying that Zach Ertz has a lacerated kidney. Right, right. So, can you talk about, like, what, well, what, what I, a lacerated kidney even is? It sounds terrible. Well, it's not not good. Uh, obviously, um, the f- uh, uh, function of the kidney is to filter blood. Um, so, if uh, it's a probably, I would suspect a, a season-ending uh, uh, injury. I don't. I don't think it'll heal quickly uh, for the playoffs or anything. So, um. Uh, of course, not knowing the degree of it, and I thought they also said that he there was some uh, spinal injury too. Well, I know they said he had fractured ribs. Rib, oh, ribs. Okay, uh, you, uh, that of course affects your breathing. Um, uh, so it's a he's dealing with a multitude of problems. Uh, their uh, guys are in shape. They sometimes overcome these things, but uh, I I don't think he's going to make be uh, asset for the rest of the season. So you think it's one of those things that's less about pain management and more about that they're worried about him actually putting himself in real danger. Right, right. Well, because if it was just a pain management thing, you think he'd probably try to push through. I would. It, right? Yeah, I would think so. Uh, you you just don't want uh, that laceration. To open up more, it's probably scarring over or something like that. So uh, they just want that to heal. And the fractured ribs, you can put a flak jacket over and probably play through that. But so the Eagles obviously they 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 take care of business the last couple of weeks. At the beginning of the season, you probably had different expectations for this team, right? Right. Right. Okay. Right. So. Probably around Thanksgiving, you had to kind of like realign your expectations. Yes, yes, I, I you started to see they weren't consistent. Uh, as I alluded to earlier, they just can't start fast. They're they're a good comeback team that's been proven the last four weeks, uh, but uh, they don't seem to. Uh, antagonize other teams uh, to to get through. So. so where was your rock bottom? Like, watching the, you know, as the season was going on, at what point, like, what loss were you like, well, I don't think this is a, this team's any good. Oh, yeah, or I don't yeah. think that they're, they're going anywhere. The, the uh, loss to the Dolphins, I think that was a, 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 a really a surprise. I didn't expect them to, to lose to them. And, uh... So they lose to the Dolphins. You start to kind of realize maybe they're not the team I thought they were. Yeah. And then they come back and they they, they rattle off four straight, right. make the playoffs. Right. So now, you know, it's a lot of – you were talking about injuries. That's a lot of these new guys that are practice squad guys. They're new players. 
Do you have a new favorite eagle that maybe was not even on the team in the beginning of the year? Yeah, that the young running back. I'm, I, I'm bad with names, but is his first name Boston? Boston Scott. Boston Scott, really impressed, impressive yesterday. As they pointed out, he can get the one thing they weren't getting. Just those sometimes those two yards that need that you need. Uh, they were uh, often this season put in a fourth and one or fourth and two position, and they they couldn't depend on anybody to get those two lousy yards. He showed that he has the possibility of, of, of being that back for that role. Um, so that's what and I, any of the, anybody else uh, yesterday and maybe the last Fletcher couple weeks. Cox coming out of uh, out of his rut to uh, step up yesterday. He looked really motivated. Uh, he's probably playing for a new contract, but uh, he he looked good yesterday. So, do you think that the Eagles' success the last four weeks is more about the defense playing uh, maybe above their their talent level, or do you think it's been more about Carson Wentz and these uh, practice squad guys getting the offense going? Who do you give more credit to? I, I still give it to the, the, the defense. The turning point in the game yesterday was the defense – uh, tackling the quarterback, and he fumbled and put him on the two-yard line, and they scored on on the next play. Uh, that um, I think it's the defense this year that's keeping them in games, and um, Carson coming back and and winning it for them. So, you know, everybody has their an opinion on this one. Are you? Uh, did you want Nick Foles to stay and and become the Franchise quarterback, or were you let Nick go and Carson should take over? I I'm I was in favor of let, letting Nick go. I um, I felt really bad for him for uh, he had high expectations down there, uh, <coughs> but um, I just I don't even notice the backup quarterback's name. Uh, and I don't think the Eagles backup quarterback yeah. or Jacksonville's uh, and the Eagles, Nate Sudfeld, huh? Nate Sudfeld. Yeah. I mean, he's not a, he's not a, a common uh, name. Right. Uh, he, he, huh? Right. Or, or I guess it's uh Josh McCown, I guess would be McCown, the, other guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one he, that looks like Drago from Rocky four. Yeah. He's, uh, he wasn't, he. Uh, coach in high school or something. He was, yeah. He was high school. You know, high school. And, and you, you bring a good... This is somebody... I, I just can't believe there was other backups more available, but that's not important uh, uh, part. Uh, what was the question again? Well, I, my question was whether or not you... When you answered well, it, whether, whether yeah. they, you were in favor of having Nick Foles take over the franchise nah. or whether you wanted Carson Wentz, and you said that you were a Wentz guy. Yeah. So what did you make of all these people that were, were, were have been saying, keep keep Nick, keep Nick, keep Nick? I understand their their uh, enthusiasm because here's the man that brought them to the Super Bowl, uh, most valuable player, and um, uh, Carson had that uh, history of missing two seasons with injuries. Um, 
that uh, it was yeah you worried there was a lot of worry um and we wanted to, we wanted to make Foles bigger than he really was. He he's still a good backup, and he may next year may show that he still could be a starting quarterback somewhere. Uh, once uh, the Eagles get all their players back up the uh, running, still look for a couple more uh, a decent receiver. They had that expectation for uh, uh, Jackson this year, and that he got injured. That way, he was supposed to be like the secret weapon. It didn't pan out. Yeah, I don't know that he would have been much of a secret, though. Yeah, well, I think as soon as you saw him on the field, you know what they were going to try to do. Yeah, yeah. Um. So okay. So next week, next Sunday, or this Sunday. Yeah. The they've already decided we're going to get the late game Sunday. I think it's going to be four forty-five. Perfect. Kickoff. Perfect time. Okay. Uh. Who did you want? Did you watch the game last night? Yeah. Yes. So I, you watched 49ers and, and I, Seattle. I, I I wanted Seattle. I I I I think San Francisco is a better team all around. I've seen them a couple times this year, uh, and and they 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 have a stronger uh, defense. That uh, Bosa is that his name. Bosa. Yeah. Oh my God, he he's intimidating. Um, but uh, so I thought. Having a pick, uh, uh, and the way Seattle was playing in the beginning of that game, uh, Seattle came back surprisingly. They only lost by two yards. <laughs> well, uh, and and I wanted to talk about this. So last night's game, the way it came down, there was a there was a couple things at the end of the game. They were down inside the five, and Seattle took a um, uh, they took a penalty, a delay of game penalty. You remember that? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Now, remember, Pete Carroll had put Marshawn Lynch into the game because earlier in the quarter, he had leaped over the offensive line to score a touchdown. Well, now when they're back at, like, the seven-yard line, obviously you can't do the leap. So uh, do you think that Seattle, by taking that delay of game penalty, do you think maybe it cost them the game? Had they been able to just leap Marshawn into the end zone, do you think maybe they would have won? Well, we're giving them a better opportunity, yeah. So uh, it's hard to second guess the coach's thinking on that, but uh, I, well, I'm sure he didn't think they would take a de- yeah. delay of game penalty. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I guess the other question, just to, related to that that game, would be the very last play of the game. There's a lot of speculation what San Francisco was going to do. Do you think that they made the right decision? I mean, obviously it worked out. They, you know, but would you have risked if you were the coach of San Francisco? Would you have risked running a play there where you could have been? been tackled and fumbled and um, given the ball up in the end zone and, and Seattle would have scored, uh, you know, would you have just taken a, you know, run out the back of the end zone and just taken a safety? No, I, I wouldn't have took the safety. I think he, he made the right call on that last play. So, uh, yeah, he, I'll, I'll, I'll back the San Francisco's coach on that, on that decision. So, we get Seattle. That's who you wanted. Right. Is there anything in particular about about that matchup that you like the Eagles? I mean, obviously, we're going to be at home. Now, Seattle is 7-1 and one on the road this year. Yeah. Okay, so they're actually better on the road yeah. than at home, which is kind of surprising. But you saw even last night that San Francisco was having problems with all the noise in Seattle. Do you do you like that we're at home? Is that what, you know, against Seattle, do you like that matchup? Or is there something about Seattle, the way they play, that you think uh, benefits the Eagles? 
I think it's the uh, been been pointed out uh, the, last night how most of the games that Seattle's been in, they've only won by like one or two points. They're uh, all close games, uh, and I and I think they're not a team that's going to blow you away. So as long as you're going to be in it, I think the Eagles have a good chance. Uh, we we seem to be a good third, fourth quarter team. Uh, we're a good underdog team, as we've been the past couple of years. Uh, give the other team five points. Uh, that doesn't bother the Eagles. Uh, it's, it's, so that's... Uh, I think that's probably going to be it, about three or four point difference. Yeah, spread. I think four and a half is what I what I heard was one of the early mm-hmm. lines. It could it could end up going up to as high as five and a half, depending on how the money's coming in. So, uh, so that'll be so that's Sunday night, four forty. It's mm-hmm. going to be Eagles in Seattle. Uh, so looking at the other playoff matchups, is there any AFC teams that you particularly think are are really good? Are you looking for a particular team you think that's going to come out of the AFC? And and if other than the Eagles, do you think that there's an, an NFC team that's really good? I really like Baltimore this year. That young quarterback is so impressive. Uh, that's that's the team uh, I like the best. Uh, one thing I like this uh, I'm, game I'm going to watch is that uh, the New England game. Uh, New England hasn't been in a wild card in a couple years. Uh, I don't I don't I don't believe we're seeing the end of a dynasty. But we're seeing the uh, uh, chink in the armor of of that uh, franchise. Uh, uh, I'm always worried about Kansas City. Uh, Reds, he it's he's due. He's been knocking on that door. Uh, I was glad a couple of years ago when the Eagles won the Super Bowl before uh, Reds did. So. But uh, I worry about them. And that's another good young quarterback they have. On the other side, uh, I like um, New Orleans. Uh, Drew Brees is due uh, for his uh, honors. Um, so that that's who I would inspect. I'd like to see New Orleans against uh, Baltimore if the, if the Eagles don't make it. If the Eagles don't make it, New Orleans, Baltimore. That's it. So let me ask you a couple things. The other things that happened today, I think if I, if I, I have to look it up, but so all three of the other coaches in the NFC East all got fired today, or uh, or all, all all there was a shakeup in all of the other. I I I don't know if it was official that Dallas is going to. They, they he met with the owner, and it's pretty uh, rumored that that was the point of the meeting. Um, yeah, it's uh, interesting. It's a, it, it's the uh, what happens every year. The coaches are, are... so we we we, ha- we know that there there's going to be changes in in coaching and, and and the division may look a little different next year. So I'm going to ask you one question about each team in the other uh, the other three teams in division, and I want you to get me give me your opinion. So the, I'm going to start with Washington, uh, and I'm going to ask if you were Washington. What what do you think they is the thing they need the most in Washington to make that team better? Uh, I I would always start with a, a good quarterback. Uh, uh, they they seem to be lacking there. 
their defense was not uh, dominating. A strong um, uh, defensive presence would be something that the Washington could Washington can use. Okay, so the New York Giants, we saw them this week. They've got a pretty good young quarterback. They've got a good young running back. They've got some talented receivers. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you a question. Now, maybe not necessarily about the Giants' future, but what is your take on the legacy of Eli Manning? Well, I mean, here's a man. What's he, he got the two Super Bowls. Uh, was he, I don't know if he was MVP in both or one. I think he was. I think he was MVP uh, in both, both games. Both. Uh, just those numbers make him sound better than his brother, but I'm a big Peyton uh, fan. Uh, I don't think Eli ever uh, panned out to look as good as, as Peyton. Um, now, it, it, that's that's going to be an interesting question. What does Peyton want to do? Uh, what does Peyton want to do? Not Peyton. I'm sorry, Eli. What does Eli want to do? Does uh, he is he satisfied again to be a backup, or is he wanting out and uh, test the markets, see who might be interested in him? Do you think he's got any gas left in the tank? Yes, for for a certain team, yes. Uh, I don't uh, I don't know who, but uh, uh, do you think if he if he hangs him up today? He ends up in the Hall of Fame. If, if we, we never see Eli on the football field again, do you think he'll get a yes, good Yes, yes, he's got the numbers, he's got the prestige. Uh, yes, the, you know. All right, so now Dallas. Dallas, uh, I. Now, I didn't even ask you a question about Dallas, but you already have opinions. Uh, yeah, da- um, Dallas just did not look. Uh, organized this year. Uh, uh, they, in the past, have had stronger defenses. I would like, not that I want to see them uh, beef up their defense. Uh, their quarterback, uh, he he's, uh, two years ago, was considered in the elite group. I think he slipped a little bit. Was it because of receivers or, or what happened uh, but uh, he dropped a few notches. Uh, he, but I think they, there's another one that needs their defense pe- uh, perked up. So, all right, here's a couple things I want to. This is going to be just some freestyle okay. things. Okay, so a couple things. I want you to tell me. Obviously, your favorite Eagle memory is winning the Super Bowl, probably right. Right, right, yes. So I want you to give me your next favorite Eagles memory of all time other than winning the Super Bowl. Uh, It it has to be watching that defense with Reggie White and Jerome Brown. Uh, I'm sure they must have had a nickname. It does. It slips me. It was the the Gang Green. The Gang Green. Every week that they were so impressive – Double, triple team in Reggie White. Well, when you're double and triple team in Reggie White, on the other side you had Jerome Brown. They, they were just so dominating that year. Uh, um, I'm trying to think. What else did I see? Uh, I seen the years 
that uh, Cunningham played the ultimate on the cover of uh, Sports Illustrated, the ultimate weapon. And he was. He could do everything. Uh, why he, he didn't pan out as good as he should have been, I guess, circumstances. Um, so you, you're, what was your first Eagles game? Like, do you, you didn't go, obviously, you, you saw a game before the vet. Do you remember what it was like seeing games pre-vet era? Well, it's, that's funny you should say that because uh, my background, I, I worked in the funeral business and, and um, the owner of the funeral home had uh, season tickets to Franklin Stadium. And he won a game, he gave the tickets away to him. And I went up and I seen a game up at Franklin uh, Field which was the seats were ungodly hard. Uh, I don't even think they had a back to. I think they were the old-fashioned bench seats, uh, but and and always cold up there. But it, that that was a good environment. Do you remember what who you saw play that day? Nah, can't 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 remember that far back. You don't remember even who was on the Eagles team then? Nah, that you're probably looking at. Like, did you see Tommy McDonald? Probably or Chuck it, Bednarik. It'd, be, it'd have to be about '68 or '69. Uh, so if anybody wants to look back, who was the stars in '68 and '69? So do you remember the '60 championship at all? Do you remember watching it? No, nah. I, Did, do you I, remember it even being on TV? Uh, it must have been. I don't remember. I well, being young, I was probably in and out, not as a tenant. And then, and football was just really, uh, I think, coming to its own by the sixties. Uh, it, college football. Was still <laughs> was still bigger than the NFL in the sixties. Had all the bowl games and everything. So then, I mean, so if you you know you were just getting into it in like you know the late sixties. What I mean, eventually we had season tickets when I was a kid. So what what was it that changed? Like when did you? What made it? And what made it something that you wanted to not only enjoy but like wanted to really like physically be part of? I I think it was. The third Super Bowl changed the whole uh, emphasis on professional sports. Uh, when the uh, Jets and uh, Broadway Joe, when they won, it, it made it a different atmosphere. It started to bring some entertainment uh, into uh, professional sport into professional sports. Um, so that all of a sudden you were watching it. Uh, in in a different level, uh, not just uh, as sports. Uh, as said it, uh, that was the and then that's when you you picked your team. Uh, uh, that the, you were here, Eagles. You started to to look at the Eagles because they were going to be on TV every week. So I, I mean, I I didn't really have a choice as to what teams that I followed, but. I mean, so you're kind of saying, like, when you were a kid, did did most of your friends all root for all sorts of different teams? Or did you all root for the Phillies and all root for Notre Dame and all root for the Eagles? Or, or how was what was I, it like I, growing up? Because that would have been the 50s, right? I think going back, yes, the baseball was bigger. 
in the 50s and 60s. Everybody followed the Phillies. We, we knew the Phillies. I think it was also, they talk about it, uh, kids could play baseball with limited equipment. You get a bat and a, and a ball and a glove, and you could play baseball anywhere. It was tough to play football. You you did it, but it it, it was harder. So that's why you uh, uh, fran- idolized baseball players more. Uh, I I remember in grade school the portable radios, these pocket radios, and you'd have an earphone, you know, it, that would go up your sleeve, and I'm sure the nuns know it. You'd be sitting there with the earphone in, in uh, on your ear, listening to the World Series. Uh, that was the biggest thing that happened. Um, and football, I think, as a kid, you were uh, more going after the character, the, the uh, Cardinal or the uh, Bronco. It, it, the color of the team. Uh, got you then uh, while while you were, you know, pre-teenage teenage years. Well, and I guess you know we're spoiled now in the modern time. You can you can watch every game mm. everywhere. I'm I'm guessing when when you were growing up, you you didn't have um, you know, six games on right. regular channel. I mean, you 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 got mm-hmm. maybe one a week, and you got a lot of stuff on delay too, right? Like they would have. You know, the you would see like the game of the week, and it might have been filmed on Wednesday, and you weren't watching it until Saturday, right? Uh, right. That's yeah, because they, we didn't have uh, the uh, they they were able to kind of keep the score secret. There wasn't this mass uh, internet, so you could keep things secret uh, for back then. I guess that's what was the good thing of of we'll take the uh, uh, talk about. Comparing the sixties Olympics, they could get get away with that, be, and show you something that happened that morning, and it was exciting because you didn't know it happened. Now you know it ten minutes after it's done. Right. So uh, tell I mean I know this story because you've told me, but tell everyone the story you you, you the famous story about when you were you were at um, I guess uh, I forget whether it was um, at Shea, uh, not Shea oh, um, Connie Mac Connie Mac. Connie Mack and the, the uh, Richie Ashburn uh, story. The, Richie Ashburn was famous for uh, hitting foul balls. He he would get up there. I, I guess he drove pitchers crazy because he he made connections. Well, uh, we were there. We probably would get to one game a year. So we're at this one game. And Richie Ashburn fouls off this ball and hits this poor woman right in the face and the head. And, of course, I'm uh, probably 10 or 11 years old, so this is right away traumatic to me. Let's see this poor woman get hit in the head. They come, the uh, uh, preparer, the medical people came, got this lady on a stretcher, and were taking her down the aisle and Richie Ashburn's still up. And Richie Ashburn hits another foul ball to the same place, hits the same woman. And and I 
and I remember that now. I so he this was in the same at bat, same at bat, same. So at he bat. was at bat this whole time. Yeah, I think they, they didn't stop the game. He just kept fouling balls off so he could hit her again. Yeah, and so he hit her uh, a second time, and I, it, it, I remembered it, and I thought I never heard it mentioned again till maybe eight or nine years ago. There was a small blurb. Again, in Sports Illustrated, in in her front section, I guess maybe when Richie Ashburn passed away, it mentioned that incident, and it made me feel good that I wasn't dreaming of some crazy They, they didn't make it up. Yeah. Um, so, growing up, do you remember hearing about the this, the famous snowball incident? It, uh, with the Eagles? Yeah, with the... With oh, the... yeah, when they threw... Through, through snowballs of Santa Claus. So was it immediately this horrible thing, or did that something that's kind of developed over time that Eagles fans are so horrible and they throw snowballs at Santa? That 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 developed over time, over over two seasons. That the the grounds crew didn't know how to take care of the stadium, uh, so they left all these piles of snow. So the uh, I think it occurred over. Two years throwing snow at the, the uh, players, the referees, because uh, and then that one year it just happened to occur during Christmas and Santa was coming off and people threw uh, the snowballs at Santa. No, I mean, do do you remember growing up that other other fans of other teams as a as a slag against Eagles fans would say, "Oh, you guys are terrible." You throw snowballs at Santa. Did anybody ever try to give you a hard time because you were like the team that would would do that? No, because you're 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 um, the you're I'm living here in Eagles territory. We all thought that was the cool thing to be, but no, you know. So what do you? It's good that you said that. What do you make of of people who live around here that you know? You'll go to the grocery store and you'll see in in blue jackets with a big blue star and a, a big blue hat. Like, what do you, I mean, and, and they grew up not in Texas. Yeah, yeah uh, I've, I've talked to f- my friends about this, and, and we just don't understand. They're, they're, they're um, what do they call that? Uh, they go uh, for the, the favorite, uh, homers. Uh, uh, no, front runners. Front runners, that's what I was thinking. Front runners. Uh, I, I n- never understand it, but... Some of these are diehard fans. I don't know where what made them happen, but in all true respect, I I had two sons who had the Kansas City jacket and the Detroit Lions. So as a kid, two of my kids were were picked favorite teams. So maybe these kids picked the favorite team and just never relinquished that. Uh, identification yeah maybe or maybe they're just terrible people yeah <laughs> um so uh, let me ask you I, I mean i know your 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 biggest fandom is your uh, eagles fan w- w- who would you say is your favorite all-time eagle if you had to pick one uh has, has to still be uh reggie white and, and uh reggie white not only in football my favorite picture, and I still have it, is a picture of him going to spring training. And it has a picture of his Cadillac. 
and he's walking to the field, followed by this whole big line of kids following him. It, it looked like the Pied Piper, and and it just was so imp- You know, he anybody he could have shooed the kids away. The the security could he just a, a per, was approachable. It seemed, and then of course being a minister and everything. So. On the other side, is there a player on one of the maybe another team or even an Eagle? Uh, who would you say is your least favorite? Uh, you know, maybe it's at least favorite Cowboy or another. Uh, you know, another another team that your least favorite player, the the player you love to hate the most. Oh God, that's a good question. Uh, uh, uh-uh. I can't right off the bat. I'll have to come back to that one. You, you, so it's not like not like Troy Aikman or Dan Marino. No, no um, I can't think of somebody right. right off the bat. What about what is your favorite non-Eagles Philadelphia sports team? Not, and I don't mean like just like I like the Phillies, but like think of a maybe think of a year or like think of a team. Like my my favorite uh, non-Eagles team is i like the 2001 sixers that's my my other favorite team because that's the Allen iverson year they went to the finals against the lakers do you have a non-eagles favorite philadelphia team yeah i i grew up as we talked about they they called they called them the whiz kids the phillies you had uh robin roberts hall of fame on your uh he was he was the right-hander i think in uh Kurt Simmons was the left-handers. Uh, it was a Richie Ashburn uh, was the uh, center they, fielder. They they just had something together. They played together, uh, and and it made it made it exciting for for us young kids. All right, something we do on the show every week. It's called Chuck's Penalty Box. Okay? So what this is, is you think of, it can be a sports thing, it can be just something in your life, something that you feel you want to put somebody into the penalty box for, that they need a timeout, basically. They need a penalty <laughs> like you have in hockey. Can you think of any body, anything in sports, anything that you would put in the penalty box? So, for example, I'll start. I'll go first. Mm-hmm. In my penalty box this week, there was a Bengals player who is incompetent as the Bengals have been this year. At the end of regulation on Sunday, he took off his helmet and in the process of celebrating, took out a referee, knocked him on his butt. So I would give that guy two minutes for not being able to even celebrate correctly. So do you have somebody that you want to put in your penalty box? Oh, um, God, uh, I, uh, I guess, I don't know, I don't want to sound overly, uh, zealous, I guess, uh, right now, I, I went to church on Christmas, all those people who packed the church on Christmas, but then a week later, they, they don't come back. And you won't see them again till um, maybe Easter if it's nice. Uh, I did. 
that just bothered me. Yeah, so I, you uh, would you would put fair weather Christians in right, the penalty box, right? And you would give them how long would you I'd, put them in I'd there? I'd give them ten minutes. Ten minutes. A game misconduct for fair weather yeah, Christians. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. So now you've heard from my dad. His first appearance on Potadelphia, probably not his last. Uh, and uh, thanks for thanks for joining us. Do you have anything else you want to say to anybody before you leave? Anything you want to plug? Uh, no, no. Every, everybody have a good 2020, the start of a new decade. And uh, finally, quick prediction for the game on Sunday. Eagles-Seattle, who's going to win? I want the Eagles to win my, my heart. Um... If they can get a quick lead, Eagles will win, but it's going to be a tight game. You think they? You think? Uh, you think they uh, beat the spread, the Eagles? It's, it's let's say it's yes. a four and a half. Yes. Yes. All right. So don't bet Seattle. That's our show for this week. Thanks for listening to Potadelphia. If you have any time in your podcast listening week, please check out our sister show, The Whip Around. They drop a new episode every Wednesday, and we'll be back hopefully. The full complement of Potadelphia, me, Dave, Chuck. Plenty to talk about in Philadelphia sports. There'll be a big Eagles playoff game to discuss. There'll be Sixers, Flyers, maybe even some Phillies news. And we'll be back to bring it all to you Monday morning. Happy New Year. Happy 2020. And if you're stuck at work, have a great day at work, everybody. 